Would you turn with me please this morning to the book of Acts, the 19th chapter. Phyllis asked me to remind you that uh, we do have a prayer service Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. And we meet to pray. And then, of course, you know, the Friday night that we've mentioned at 7.30. And then the Sunday morning service. Acts 19. And we're going to begin reading in the first verse. Let's pray and believe the Lord this morning. You know, you're not limited to what I know. The Lord can say things to you that I don't say this morning. Can he? Say things in between the lines, speak to your heart. And you need to release faith, and and we're going to do so in our prayer, that we get just what we need this morning. Father, we thank you for the privilege. Thank you for this place. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for the freedom to gather and be your children and hear from you. And we've prayed, but we ask you and agree together as touching this thing that you'd give everybody ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart that's open and receptive, divine grace deposits, Truth impartations, revelation that sets free, direction for life right now, help, answers to questions right now. We ask you for it. We thank you for utterance and the anointing. In Jesus' name, amen. Say it out loud. I'll get something good from the Lord today. In Acts the 19th chapter and the first verse, Acts 19.1 says, It came to pass... While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said to them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? They say, Well, when you believe, uh, don't you receive the Holy Ghost? Well, yes and no. We're going to be talking about that this morning. He goes on to say, they said, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And you know, there's some places that you hardly ever hear about him. But the book of Acts, you hear about him a lot. Don't you? And this is the beginning days of the church. How many know that we're in the same church that they're in? Sometimes people use the term early church, and that's okay. I I mean, I know what you mean by that. But there's not an early church and a later church that's two separate churches. It's just one church. We're reading the beginning days of the church. And do you understand that the book of Acts is still being written? Amen. The book of Acts, I mean, it says the Acts of the Apostles. But you understand that's a title that was given by men. Really, maybe because there are acts of prophets, acts of evangelists, acts of teachers, acts of just Christians recorded in this book. I think maybe a better term would be the acts of the Holy Spirit through the church, through the whole church. Well, is he still moving? Does God still have a church? Well, should we operate similar to the way they did? Yes, we should. I said, yes, we should. The book of Acts is something of a pattern for us today. And we need to read it regularly and compare ourselves with it and see, are we having the same kind of things that they had? 
Because God hasn't changed. Amen? His plan hasn't changed. The Great Commission hasn't changed. His plan for the church hasn't changed. You'll find in the book of Acts, they put a lot of emphasis on the Holy Spirit. There's over 50 references to the Holy Spirit just in the first 20 chapters. It's only 28 chapters. In those first 20 chapters, you find usually at least a couple of references to the Holy Spirit every chapter. That's a lot, isn't it? I mean, it was the Holy Spirit this, and the Holy Spirit that, and the Holy Spirit said this, and the Holy Spirit did that, and the Holy Spirit led, and the Holy Spirit said go, and the Holy Spirit said stay. Holy Spirit said you can't go. Holy Spirit said it's good. Holy Spirit said it's not good. And I'm asking the question this morning, is the Spirit of God, is He as real to us now as He was to them then? If not, we need to make some changes. Right? When talking about, and and understand this, you find in the King James the term Holy Ghost. And Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit is exactly the same. The the word spirit is from the Greek word pneuma. And it's the same word that's translated ghost. It's just an old English word. So don't let that throw you. When people say Holy Ghost, they're talking about Holy Spirit. Same person, just different way of saying the same thing. We were in a meeting years ago down in Miami. And there must have been 70 of us ministers that went out to eat together at a place down there called Joe's Stone Crab. Anybody ever been down there? <laughs> yeah, amen. Amen is right, brother, sister. That's a neat place. Good good food. And I mean, we came in. I, you understand, 70 plus of us at once. We're an entourage. And um, the there were these, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, a little bit of a ritzy place. And, and there was some folk in there. And this, this lady in there with all her diamonds on and everything. And, and she grabbed one of the guys who was a fiery evangelist. She grabbed the wrong guy. She grabbed him. She said, who are all these people? Who are these all these people? He said, well, we're all ministers. So what, what are y'all doing down here? And he said, we were having a Holy Ghost meeting. <laughs> Which was true. We were, we were having a Holy Spirit conference. And uh, we were, were the Holy Spirit's person and work is emphasized. And uh, she looked at him. She said, uh, Holy Ghost meeting. He said, yeah. She, she said, uh, do you have to wear a costume to that? <laughs> See, when people hear ghost, they think... Halloween, you know what I'm saying? So there is so much ignorance on these subjects. And sometimes even Christian people, you talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, they say, what is it? Well, uh, the Holy Spirit is not an it. Him. Amen. He's a person. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in the earth today. Directing the affairs of the church from the direction of the head of the church, the Lord Jesus, who's at the right hand. Amen. And the Holy Spirit, we we are to be dealing with him directly and personally in all the affairs of ministry and life on a daily basis. Ask the question, is he real to you? And we need to read the book of Acts and see that, you know, yeah, that's not foreign to me. The same kind of things are happening in our life as what happened in their life. Because the book of Acts is still being written. But he asked these people, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? 
And they said, we hadn't even heard about the Holy Ghost. Let's keep reading. He said, to what then were you baptized? And they said, John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let me ask you a question right here. If you believe on the Lord and you confess him with your mouth and you're baptized, are you saved? Yes, you are. Amen. Didn't Jesus say, go into all the world, Mark 16, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. So they now, they haven't heard the full gospel, but now they've heard it. They believed it. They obviously have responded and they have been baptized. They are saved. But then he goes further in verse 6, and then Paul laid his hand. Everybody reading verse 6? says, and the Holy Ghost came in them. Huh? It's very important here. The Holy Ghost came in them? No. He's already in them. They're born again. Are you with us? Say. The Holy Ghost came on them. The Holy Ghost came on them. The Holy Spirit came on them. And they. Who did? The Holy Ghost spoke with tongues? No. They spoke with tongues. And they prophesied. Now I know when you talk about tongues, sometimes people, it it sounds mysterious. Sometimes it sounds scary to people. But how many know that the Bible is right? Right? And did they talk in tongues in the Bible? Yes, they did. Uh, Sometimes people don't realize it, but all of the apostles were tongue talkers. And these epistles, like the epistles written to the Colossians, the Ephesians, they were tongue talkers. All of those guys were tongue talkers. That time I could tell, I mean, I'm going to show you some things. Somebody said, well, you have to talk in tongues to be saved? No, you're not a candidate for the Holy Ghost to come upon like this till you are saved. Are you with me? Somebody said, well, what, what good is that? Well, a lot of good. For one thing, if the Lord says it's good, you don't have to understand it all. Just just go with it. And how many believe you are to have the same thing they had? We're the same church. Amen? We should have the same things and the same kind of operation that they did. And here's what you have to watch. People have a bad habit of watering down the Word to match their experience. And if somebody, you know, they're reading in the scriptures and they think, well, you know, I, I've had people say, well, we don't have things at our church and we don't believe in that and, and we don't see those gifts of the Spirit and we don't talk in tongues. We don't, we, don't, we don't see that. We don't have that in our church, so that's done away with. Said who? You understand what I'm saying now? Instead of watering down the Word to match our lack of experience, one day I was, I was reading this and I had to admit, I don't have this in my life. I don't see this in my life, but it's here. It's in the Bible. I believe it. And I prayed, Lord, elevate my experience to match this. I'm not going to make excuses and reasons why it's not for everybody or why it's okay for me not to have this. I want this. If they needed this, I need this. Amen? And thank God it wasn't long after that, I was also a tongue talker. 
Amen. I was a Christian for years who was not a tongue talker. Now I've been a Christian for many more years who am a tongue talker. Am and with is better. I said better. We're going to be talking about why. Now I said to you that, that you find all through the book of Acts, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, such an emphasis. Let's go back to the first chapter. And I want to just give you some, some references and some thoughts about this. And I want you to let your, let your heart hear the word. Don't take my word for anything. Search the scriptures. See if it's so. Check it out. And then also go by what you get in your own heart. In Acts the first chapter. Verse 2. Says till the day Jesus was taken up. After he through the Holy Spirit. Had given commandments to the apostles. How does he give us things today? Same way. Through the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. Being assembled together with them. He commanded them. That's a strong word isn't it? Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says, He you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Baptized. Just like you're baptized in water. You're immersed in water. Water comes all around you and all over you. That's not the same as having water in you. Is it? Well, then when you get born again, you have the Spirit of Christ. He is in you, but then there is also a subsequent, a following experience called being baptized in the Holy Spirit, where the Spirit of God comes upon you. So what's the purpose of this? Verse 8 tells you. says, but you shall receive what? You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit is come what? Not in you. Notice he didn't say you'll be born again after the Holy Ghost has come on you. No, that's not what he's talking about. This is not for being born again. What is this for? This is for power. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. What's this for? Is this for being born again? Is this to wash your sins away? Is this to make you holy and clean? No, the blood of Jesus does that. The new birth does that. What is this? It's the same Holy Spirit you have within you, but it's another dimension of His operation in your life, and it's not the end either. I said, that's not the end either. But He comes upon you and anoints you. I've heard people who didn't believe in this experience, and yet they're talking to Him and say, I just believe there's more. I just, I'm hungry for more. Well, yeah, there's more. And this is it. This is not, this is not all of it. This is the doorway. Into the rest of it. Amen. Well I just I feel like I'm lacking in power. Well you are. Until you receive this. Amen. You shall receive what? How many of that sounds good to you? You shall receive power. How many could use some more power. On your life and in your life. You shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost is come. Up on, on you. You know the prophet Elijah, back in the Old Testament, when the Lord told him to go anoint Elisha, who was to stand in his place and room at the end of his ministry, he came and found him out in the field plowing behind oxen, and he took his own cloak, like a big overcoat or a cape, 
and he walked up behind him and he threw that cloak over him. And you remember that, that after he was taken, he's taken, Elijah was taken up in a, in a chariot and a whirlwind of fire, and that cloak came falling back down. You remember that? And Elisha picked that up, and he hit the waters with it. And the water spit, and they said, the spirit of Elijah is what? On, on Elisha. You see, that's typical of the way this anointing for power works. This is not something in you. This is something that comes on you. Amen. An anointing that comes on you for power to be a witness. Not just to go a witnessing once in a while, to be a witness 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That includes being a witness to your family, your children, your husband, your wife. Amen. Now let's keep reading down in verse uh, 2, chapter 2 rather, Acts 2. Now in verse 4 and 5, he told, he commanded them to stay there and wait for the promise of the Father. In chapter 2, that promise is fulfilled. The Holy Spirit comes. He said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all what? Filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. See, these tongues sat on them. These cloven tongues like a fire sat upon each of them, They were filled, it it happens from the inside, but you're filled to overflowing until it flows out over on you, upon you. Somebody said, how would you know that you're full? Well, how do you know your gas tank is full? Hmm? How's one way you'd know for sure that your gas tank is full? What What if your gauge was broke? What if you weren't sure? Put that thing in in the inlet there and pump. And just keep pumping and pumping and pumping till it, they'll kick off most of the time. What if you weren't sure that it was full? What could you do? Keep pumping some more. How would you know for certain that it was full? It starts kicking back out the mouth. Now, I know that's a, that's a natural example, but I, it is very appropriate. I have some small experience in these areas. And I'm telling people say, well, well, Brother Keith, I, I think I already am filled with the Spirit. I, I had an experience with God. He came all over me, and I felt a warm glow, and I had a great time. Great. Excellent. But I didn't speak with tongues. Well, then you didn't keep pumping. Because <laughs> when you get full to overflowing, you will start speaking. Somebody said, everybody, 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 amen. Somebody said, well, I don't believe that. Well, okay, I'm not going to fuss with you about it, but you're missing out on something wonderful, amen. Well, I just don't believe it's for everybody. Well, you're wrong. He is. They needed power in their life. They needed to be able to commune with God in a heavenly language that was beyond their understanding to pray out mysteries even about the future and the plan of God. Do we say we don't need it today? 
Not everybody needs this. Are you kidding? Everybody needs this. Everybody needs his fullness. Keep reading. They were filled. And who began to speak? They began to speak as he was giving them utterance. And uh, verse 16 said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days. He said, it'll come to pass. I will pour out my spirit upon some flesh. Huh? I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh, even your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams on my servants. And not just the hierarchy, but on my servants and my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they will prophesy. Prophecy is also available for every believer. Now, when you say prophecy, people think, well, that means predicting the future. No, simple prophecy is just inspired utterance that encourages and edifies and comforts. A lot of people call it testimony. Revelation says the testimony of Jesus is talking out of your head. You're coming out of your, you're saying it's coming out of your insides. Amen. And being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues is the doorway into all the rest of this supernatural moving and action of God. Amen. And to refuse one is to turn away from all the rest. This is the doorway into the. Now, read the fourth chapter here and, and see something else. In the fourth chapter, this same bunch with some more people that have joined them now were praying because they had been threatened. And in verse 29, Acts 4.29, they said, Lord, behold these people's threatenings, Acts 4.29, and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. And this is something that is directly connected with the fullness of the Spirit. Boldness. That doesn't mean arrogance. That doesn't mean pushiness. That's not ugliness and rudeness. That's all just flesh. Man. That they may speak thy word by stretching forth your hand to heal. They prayed that way. Should we pray that way today? And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child Jesus. Is God still interested in doing signs and wonders today? Yes. Yes, he is. And when they had prayed... The place was shaken where they were assembled together. I I mean, that's not talking about a few people shaking. That's the house, brother. The place shook. They must have been praying correctly. Wouldn't you deduce? And they were what? They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke the word of God with bold. Somebody said, well, you know, see that in that case, when they were filled, they didn't speak in tongues. They just spoke the word. No, these people are the same people that got filled in Acts 2. They're already tongue talkers. They got filled again. Everybody say filled again. And if you keep reading, you'll see other instances of them getting filled again. Now, that doesn't mean you receive the Holy Spirit again and again and again. There's one initial reception, but then many following refillings. Somebody say, praise the Lord. It's a good thing. You know, people use this term, spirit-filled, far too loosely. You ever hear people say, you know, well, did you hear so-and-so? can't believe they did that. They're spirit-filled. 
So-and-so, you know, did you hear about that preacher? You hear about, I mean, he, he ran off with the building fund and the piano player, and he's spirit-filled. Not that day he wasn't. <laughs> and probably not a lot of days before then. Just because you spoke in tongues 10 years ago does not mean you are full of the Holy Ghost today. No. No. (laughs) Uh, Look on down to verse chapter 6. We're heading somewhere. Are you with me this morning? If you're saying, boy, you know what? I'd like to receive. Well, you're in the right place this morning. (laughs) Because you're going to have an opportunity to receive and to be filled and to speak in tongues right here. Now, this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't want that. Well, I'm not going to come try to push anything off on you. You're safe. You're fine. I don't believe in it. Okay. All right. All right. Miss out. We still love you. But you'll be missing out. You know, it's, it's, it's like this. I mean, how can you be an authority on something you have no experience in? I, I was a Christian who did not speak in tongues for years. Now for years I've been a Christian who does speak with tongues. I know something about it. Anybody besides me know something about it? How many would agree with me? With is better. Much. Amen. Now in the uh, sixth chapter... When they needed somebody to wait on tables, and they needed somebody to do some natural stuff, in verse 3, he said, Look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. I mean, even people that were waiting the tables, one of the qualifications, they had to be full of the Spirit. Amen. All, how many know all the work of the Lord is holy? You know, sometimes people think just because they have natural talent or natural experience, that qualifies them for a job in the church or the ministry. It does not. I said it does not. It's good to have some of that, but the main thing that qualifies you is your heart and your life. You need to have a prayer life. You need to commune with God. You need to be in touch with Him. You need to be full of the Spirit. And if people are, you can tell it. Somebody said, well, yeah, how do you know so? It's, it's much more obvious than people think. People that are full of the Spirit are easy to get along with. People that are full of the Spirit are not so selfish. They're not always, you know, putting their self first. They're not always griping about stuff. They're praising God. They're happy. They're up. They've got the victory. They're ready to give. Amen? Everybody say, full of the Holy Ghost. Now skip on down to the 8th chapter. Are you getting ready? There's some people in here who need to receive and be filled this morning. And you have to decide if that's you or not. If you are, in just a few minutes, I'm going I'm to call you down here. I'm going to pray over you. Somebody said, what's going to happen? You're going to get filled? Somebody how you know? I've done this thousands of times. <laughs> And I've seen it happen again and again and again. But i got to give you some instruction first because I struggled receiving myself. I went for months and months and even years trying to receive and didn't know how. Just ignorance. But it's really, really easy when you know how. 
First thing you, you do, the, excuse me, the first thing though, you have to become convinced that this is for you. That it's for today and it's for you. If you're not convinced of that, you're not a candidate to be prayed for. Don't say, well, I'll just come and, and y'all pray and, and if something happens, then I'll know it was. No, no, that's not faith. You have to first become persuaded from the Word of God. How many know it would be hard for you to get saved if you say, well, I'm going to go down to the altar and if the Lord wants to save me, He will. And if He don't, He won't. I'm just going to leave it up to Him. Doesn't work that way. You've got to become convinced that He's paid the price. Amen. That He wants you saved and then you receive. Same thing with this and every other blessing from God. Now in the fifth verse, fourth verse of Acts 8, Acts 8, 4, it says, They that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. And Philip went down to the city of Samaria, and he preached Christ to them. This is an evangelistic crusade. He went to this city, and he starts preaching Jesus, the anointed one, the Christ, to the people. And the people with one accord gave heed to those things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. How many know that that healings and signs and miracles are supposed to accompany the preaching of the gospel today? Same church, same spirit, same name. Verse 7, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed and there was great joy in that city. Well, I guess so. Now skip down to verse 12. And when they believed Philip, preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Now let's just stop right here. He's gone to the city. He's preached the gospel. They've they've had healings. They've had miracles. Now the people have heard it. They received. They believed. They've been baptized in water. Are these people saved? Are they born again? Yes, they are. Jesus' words are true. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, creation. Everyone that believes and is baptized will be saved. They're saved. Now look at verse 14, though. That wasn't the end. When the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. Now that's another way indicating that they were saved. Because we are saved by receiving the incorruptible seed of the word of God, Peter said. They sent to them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them, what? Everybody looking at the scripture now. Prayed for them that they might be born again? That they might get saved? No, they're already saved. Prayed for them that they might, what? That they might receive the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Is there still something more for those that have been born again to receive of the Holy Spirit? Apparently they thought so. Peter and John thought so. For Verse 16 explains it. For as yet he was what? He was not in any of them. Didn't say that. He was what? He hadn't fallen upon. He hadn't come upon them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, when they laid their hands on them. So it's scriptural to do that. Just like for healing. When they laid their hands on them, they what? 
the individuals that were being prayed for and had hands laid on, they received the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. There is an experience in the Holy Spirit following being born again. There are experiences in the Holy Spirit following being filled and speaking with tongues. There's one initial reception, many following refillings. There's just no end. Amen. To experiences in the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to be just as real to us now as He was to them. He hasn't changed. He's supposed to be leading us and guiding us in the affairs of life. He's supposed to be anointing us with power to be a witness. We're supposed to be praying and communing with Him. Praying out mysteries, just like they did. I grew up, uh, part of my life we went to the Baptist church. And part of my life we went to the Church of God church. And part of my life we went to a Pentecostal church. And I got good things from all of them. And uh, the Pentecostal church, of course, they believed in being filled with the Spirit. But they taught tarrying. That you come down to the altar and you tarry and you wait. They, they also taught, uh, this particular group, that you weren't saved unless you spoke with tongues. That's not true. I said, that's not true. You're not a candidate for this experience until you are saved. But not understanding that, I wanted this. And so after the service, I'd go down to Terry. They'd put the men on one side and the women on the other side. And the men would gather up around you. And they'd pat you on the back and say, hold on, brother. Another one would say, turn loose, brother. So somebody would say, you know, let him in. Somebody else said, give it up. And they meant well, but that's all we knew. And we, you know, we would pray and groan and cry and carry on. Sometimes, I, there was one night I started tarrying at nine o'clock and three in the morning I'm still there tarrying. I was serious about it. Sincere. How many of you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong? Now there were some people received here and there in spite of that. And I'm not knocking anybody. That's, that's all we knew. But that is not correct. Somebody said, well, he said tarry, and wait, yeah, he said tarry in the city of Jerusalem until he comes. He came in Acts 2. I said, he came in Acts 2, and he's been here ever since. You don't have to wait on him. He's here. He hadn't left, he's not going anywhere. He's here. So now it's not a matter of waiting on him, it's a matter of receiving him. Receiving him. An elder minister who had a lot of experience in these areas said one time, I wrote it down, it stuck with me. He said, if you minister to somebody, you lay hands on somebody for them to receive the Holy Spirit, like we're talking about today, and they don't receive, they don't speak with tongues. He said, it's because of one of two reasons, primarily. Either one, lack of faith, or two, failure to yield, or failure to act. And I know this is true from experience. For one, if, if, if somebody's ministered to and they, how would you know which one it is? And you could ask them, well, did you, did you sense the Holy Spirit coming in you and coming on you? And they said, no, I didn't sense anything. That's a lack of faith. They weren't really expecting. Did you hear me? Because when you fully expect, He comes. Every time. Can you say amen? amen? 
Then you hear sometimes people saying, well, yeah, I sensed him. I, he, was, he was on me. He was in me. Well, why didn't you speak in tongues? Well, one, one lady said like this, it was all I could do to keep it from it. Because of misconceptions, people, and, and I had the same thing when I was tarrying. This, you heard, I said this to friends. I said, well, now I'll tell you one thing. I want this to be real. I don't want this to just be me. And if you hear me speaking in tongues, it'll be God. Because I'm not a put on. And see, I thought I was so, you know, straight and I knew how dumb I was. No, if we hear you speaking in tongues, it'll be you speaking in tongues. They spoke. Is that right? Didn't say the Holy Ghost spoke. Some said, well, I don't want it to be me. Well, who do you want it to be? Your brother? Your sister? Who do you want it to be? And I really stumbled on that point. Because I kept saying that, well, no, I kept thinking, he's going to make me. It's, it's like he's going to come in me and kind of like somebody turning on a radio inside you. Just going to start things going, and I'm going to have to, wow, listen to that. Isn't that something? It, it doesn't work that way. When you speak in tongues, tell me who does the talking. We do. I know one time I was, I was praying in the altar there, tearing for the nth time. And after a while, you just run out of stuff to say. And I'm saying, oh, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, please fill me with the Holy Ghost. Oh, God, please, 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 please. Just begging. Didn't know any better. How many times begging is not faith? It's not faith. And... Minute after minute, and then eventually I heard kaplump, 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 bloop, bloop, bloop. Finally, I looked around. Everybody all around me was laid out on the floor. And the presence of the Lord was so strong on me, I could hardly lift my head. I just draped over that altar like this. And I'm saying, please, God, please, give me the Holy Ghost. Give, please, give me the Holy Ghost. Please. And didn't have enough sense to know he's going, hello, hey, here I am, it's me. And I'm wanting him to take me over, wanting him to speak through me, make me do it. It doesn't work that way. I said it doesn't work that way. I didn't understand I am to yield, which means I am to speak by faith. Now, we're getting ready to act on this, so listen carefully. These are some instructions for you. I, in just a minute, those that would like to receive, I'm going I'm to call you down to the front. I'm going to lay hands on you. When I lay hands on you, I'm going to release faith. The anointing, the Holy Spirit, is going to come on you unless you just don't believe Him to. Your unbelief can keep you from receiving. But if you believe what we've said here this morning and you believe He is here today, He's real, He's for you. Yes, He's in you if you've been born again, but there's more. Much, much more. And you believe and expect He will come on you. But then that's not the end. When He comes on you, then by faith you must speak. And it'll be you speaking. He's not going to make you speak. Somebody say, well, how do you do it? Do you hear words in your head? No, you don't hear words in your head. Do you see words in your mind? No, you don't see words in your mind. You do it by faith. How do you know what you're going to say? You don't. Well, what if I just... What if I just move my lips real quick? No, 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 no. But you must speak. When you're speaking in another tongue, it is you speaking. You have to use your lips. You have to use your tongue. You have to use your vocal cords. You have to speak just like you do, like I'm speaking in English right now. And if you want to articulate clearly, you have to speak clearly. 
I mean, if I, if, if I just slurred my speech and did it, you know, I said, why we read, and just left my tongue loose. I can't speak like that. I have to use my tongue, use my lips, and force air, right? So I said, well, how will I know it's right? Don't listen and see if you can ascertain whether you think it's a legitimate tongue or not. You're not qualified. You don't know what all the tongues in the world sound like. I've heard languages, you know, in the earth right now. They did not sound like a language to me at all, but they are. And the Bible talks about not only the tongues of men, but of angels. How would you know what they're supposed to sound like? You're not qualified to say whether it sounds like a legitimate tongue. And don't listen. Don't evaluate it. Don't listen. Just by faith, begin to speak out of your heart and begin to express your heart and your love and your faith to God. Just don't speak in English. Don't speak in your known tongue. But by faith, begin to speak and utterance will come. Amen. Amen. And the bolder you are to do it and the more you do it, the stronger it gets. And the freer you get, we're talking from it. How many agree and know what I'm talking about? You've received? Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, we're ready. I said we're ready. If you believe what we're talking about and you want to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit today, I want you to get up and make your way down to the aisle here. Y'all just play something softly on the, uh, the keyboard if you would. You'd say, Brother Keith, I believe this. I want to receive. I want to be filled with the Spirit. Then just get up right now. Come right down here to the front. Real simple. If you haven't had this experience, if you don't speak in tongues, you should be on your way down here right now. And somebody said, well, I, I was prayed for before and I didn't receive. That means nothing. All it means is maybe you didn't know how to yield, didn't know how to receive. We can help you with that right now today. Just come right on down. Amen. Praise God. Come right over here, guys. We'll all get together. Thank you, ma'am. Just stand right here. Let's wait for everybody else to come. So glad you're coming. Amen. Just stand right here. Praise the Lord. I think there are others. Real simple. Now, if you, if you haven't received, you don't speak with tongues. You haven't had this experience of the Spirit coming on you in power. Get up. Come on. There'll not be a better time right now. Come right on down. Don't miss your opportunity now. You could receive later, but why? Why wait? You, you need His help. You need His help in prayer. You need this extra dimension. Of power in your life, come right over here. Amen. So glad. Come. Come on. If you're not sure, maybe maybe you feel like I did receive years ago, but I had, it's been a long time since I've spoken with other tongues. Then come on up. Get get refilled. Get get freshed. Refreshed today. Amen. There's some more. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Those of you who've already been filled. Why don't you just pray some under your breath right now in the spirit? Not loud, but just under your spirit. I mean, under your breath in the spirit for these to receive. Be filled overflowing. Amen. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Amen. Just stand right here. Get your heart quiet and on the Lord. Just get ready to receive him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. So anybody else that needs to come, come now. Don't miss your opportunity. Come right now. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody stand in the congregation. <clears throat> Reach your hands out this way.
Friends, I'm going to pray a simple prayer. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Repeat it after me when I do. And then I'm going to come by and lay hands on you. You don't have to wait till I lay hands on you. You sense his presence on you and moving in you. I, at a certain point in the prayer, I'm going to start speaking in other tongues. When I do, you join me. Now, how do I do that? Don't speak in English. Don't speak in a language you know. Don't even think about what you're going to say. By faith, begin to speak and express your heart to God. And that's when utterance will come. The anointing will come on you. The bolder you are to do it, the better it is. Won't you close your eyes, everybody? Focus on Him. Not on me, but on Him. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost, the Scripture says. Father, thank you so much for these precious dear ones, how you love them. They're saying by coming down here that they believe in you and they believe in this experience for today. They want your fullness. They want this power. They want this anointing in their life. And so we come to receive, knowing that you said, if we ask, that we would receive. Pray this out loud after me, everybody. Father God. Everybody in the congregation, pray it as well. Father God. I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. That he died on the cross. Paid for all my sins. You've raised him from the dead. He's alive right now. King of kings. Lord of lords. Jesus is my Lord. And I am saved. Thank you, Lord. Father, you said. If I would ask you. For the gift of the Holy Spirit. You would give to me. I'm asking you right now. Fill me. To overflowing. With your wonderful Holy Spirit. Let this anointing come on me. This power to be your witness. And give me utterance. In a new tongue. I believe. I receive. And I speak. By faith. Now.